Well, hello, hello. Great afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in today on this wonderful Wednesday. And uh, we have a fantastic guest today that I can't wait to hear from. And uh, it's Ahima Mala. And she's a wonderful friend of mine uh, and a mompreneur. She's got two amazing kids that she'll let you guys know about. Uh, a humanitarian, and also what I call a happy influencer. Uh, she just spreads happiness all over the globe uh, in a genuine way, and it's just amazing what she's doing. So, uh, yes, Hema, are you there? I am, I am. Thank you so much for having me here, Justinia. Yes, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for joining in. Uh, I've been anticipating this call and to share everything with our audience for uh, a few days now and looking forward to it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, it's an absolute honor and a privilege to be on your show. You know, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And to tell you a little bit about myself is... Um, you know, a lot has changed in my life and my perception of who I think I am. You know, I just simply look at myself like I'm a human being and I want to make a difference in this world and I just want to be happy. You know, I want to enjoy life. I want to experience what it means to live my dreams. And I feel like like everybody wants the same things. But about me, it's that. I've been battling with myself like all of my life. I found that um, most of my life, I haven't been happy. <laughs> it's crazy because um, my name now is Happy Hema and I'm helping people see what it means to be happy, but it didn't come like just, oh, suddenly I'm happy. It was this journey that I had in my life and becoming a mom, having kids, and learning like a bunch of life lessons, you know? So, who am I? The thing is, I don't really know who I am. I've kind of looked around. I've become an entrepreneur. I became a mom. I tried different things in my life, you know? You serve people, you do all these things, and you still come, I still find myself coming back on like asking questions like, who am I? What, what's my purpose? What am I here? And I found that the reason I'm asking these questions is because a part of me felt broken. It felt like I just didn't fit anywhere. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought I was bad. And just before getting on your show, I saw this thing about crayons, like broken crayons, right? That they still color the same. And it kind of inspired me to share with you that I am not who I think I am, but I am somebody important. You know, I am somebody of value. I am somebody of worth because somebody bigger than me put me on this earth. And that person, that being, that creator, I don't know who that is. But I knew I grew up in a life of a lot of judgment. I grew up in a life where there's a lot of different things happening. You know, I was bullied a lot in school. I was bullied for being a minority. I was um, put in a religious, traditional kind of a worship situation with different kind of cultures. Because I grew up as a Hindu, and I grew up as an Aryan, and then I became a Christian, and then all of these things changed, and I became a spiritual person. But 
I'm kind of going to skip over a lot of these things because my childhood, my upbringing, and the journey that I took brought me to this moment of being here as a mom. And I can tell you that talking to you on this podcast, talking to you right now, it's a big moment because it's telling me that I am worthy, that I am somebody important, that my voice is important, that what I have to say matters. And that's a huge thing because when I was um, 16, my cousin came over. He said, hey, call this phone company for your mom and help her. But when he said that, I felt absolute shame and I felt hatred for myself. And I was so afraid because I didn't want anyone to hear my voice. I was afraid that the customer care people would hear me and they would see how weak I really was and saw how ugly I really was. So I put up this attitude. I put up this face with my family. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. So all my hostility, all my violence and anger when I was a teenager was only because I was in shame and in sadness of myself. And see, I'm sharing this because we're going to talk about my kids on this call. And I had no, yeah, yeah, I I had no idea that what I endured as a child and me not having a father, me living um, in poverty in, in, the, in the Bronx. See, my mom, single mom, moved from the country. She's a badass. I didn't know how much of a badass she was because she's a single mom, just divorced, moved to a new country with three kids. I didn't know what she, I didn't know, I didn't know how hard it was for her, but I knew how hard it was for me as a child. I knew how I was suffering, how lonely I felt, how small I felt, how I felt like nobody would care for me because... I didn't have a father. I didn't have a proper home. I just didn't, uh, there was no time. My mom couldn't, she loves me, but she didn't have the time to say, hey, baby, I love you. She's busy, you know, all the time. So I'm sharing this because I had to go on a journey. So to kind of like really sum up who I am, I'm just this human being that's been trying to find happiness, that's been trying to find love all her life, but she had to journey through a self-help process. And I'm so grateful because... 15 years ago, um, through self-help books, an introduction in the self-help industry, and faith in a creator, I was able to miraculously heal my eyesight, which I was cross-eyed with nearsightedness, and the doctors told me I was going to get cataracts. So in two weeks, God showed me a plan to heal my eyes through my faith, and I did that, but I wouldn't put it together until years later that I am not this body I am not this mind. I am not my past memories. I am not even the future of me. I am just the moment now. I am an energetic being. I'm a spiritual being. And I have an ability to change, morph into anything. But the thing is, I have to believe it. And when I don't believe it, I won't be able to do it. So I had to journey 15 years of what's called hell in my world because I was attempting suicide and depression, even though I was learning and getting better, I was getting better. I was seeing lighter days. I was still suffering deeply inside, wondering what the hell am I doing wrong? Something's wrong with me. I'm broken. I need to fix because as a child, I thought there was something wrong with me. I was programmed that way. And that would create an adult feeling like she wasn't ever whole. And that kind of flows over to my children because, um, Now that I know this, I can actually share wisdom with them because they're very programmable at their ages. So I'm just going to say that um, I'm learning, I'm growing into who I'm becoming. And I'm here right now. I'm alive and I'm grateful because 
um, God, creator, however you want to call that invisible realm is with me, is with you. And whatever I'm going to become is somebody that God wants me to be, the creator wants me to be, because I truly believe we are unified. And the only thing that divides is a separation that comes out of our minds. But when we enter our hearts, we begin to realize that we all feel, we all have feelings, and we all want the same things, which is the simplest thing in the world. And it's just to be happy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Well, gosh, that's, that's so much. Everything you said, we all can identify with that on one level or another. Uh, I believe even humanity in general, we're all, if you look underneath everything, we all just want to know who we are and why we're here. And some people take the, that journey of discovery to try to figure that out in whatever avenue uh, they can. But that's really the underlying concern, yeah. I think, for all of us that go on that, that self-hunt to find out who we are, right. uh, however that may go up. So thank you so <laughs> much for sharing. Wow, that's so inspirational. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. So, uh, Hema, tell us a little bit about your children. Uh, how many do you have and how old are they? All right, well, I have two. I have two children now. I have a, my daughter. Her name, I named her London Loren. She's seven. I actually got her name in a dream to name her London. And I like the Loren because it just felt nice. And my son... He's five, Mark Loren. I gave him the same last name, just kind of felt nice to me. And my children are, are a little bit different because when I was um, not a mom, I thought I was going to have kids and it was going to be easy. They were going to sleep. Things were going to be fine. At that time, I was a, I was a businesswoman. I had a business. I had employees. I was um, doing my thing and I was in my relationship and it was very rocky too, but my children, when they were born, they completely shifted my life in the sense that I had no idea what was going to happen. I thought I knew. I thought I knew exactly how to be a mom. I thought, okay, I read some of the books. I'm going to be natural. I'm going to nurse my kids. I'm going to take care. But I had no idea what the word patience would mean <laughs> until I became a mom. And they have served me to teach me how to be a better human, how to be a better person, how to listen more, how to look, observe, and see what I am doing to myself and how it's impacting their growth. So Mark and London are like little beacons of light and they are very pure and I learn a lot from them because I couldn't have seen the side of myself without the hardships that came with being a mom. It also gave me a lot of insight how it is to be a better person because now I want to be better because how I treat them matters, how they feel matters, how I have to I care more and I take more time and I just became a better person overall because of it. Wow, yes, thank you. That really, I, I guess that just kind of sums it up, you know, because our children, sometimes they grow us up 
and I hear that a lot from people. We can read books, we can go to classes, and on uh, you know the the whole trimester and up to <laughs> delivery. But we really never know what it's really like until that person is birthed into this uh, on this planet. And it's like now you're we're responsible for this new individual. Yeah. And consciously we have that shift that my life is technically no longer mine. Yeah. I have something that I'm responsible for. And I think that's a blessing. Yeah. Uh, that we have our children and they teach us love they're with their innocence and they don't know about prejudgment and and prejudice and all of these things that we learn through society and growing up so we can really see their love we can really see the light of god yeah. uh the higher source through our children and it helps us to grow up even that inner child within us they start to nurture our own inner child right right and you know Something that's really powerful that really woke me up is not only did the children make me realize that I am a child myself. See, I didn't have a childhood growing up, so I'm seeing my kids seeing that they deserve to have what I didn't have. So they have a better life than I've had. So I'm grateful for that. But I also see how I can make it better. But the thing is, when um, I'm with the kids, I find it's all this split personality that comes up where I start to think about myself like, man, what am I doing for me? Because as a mom, you come and you find that you're always doing something for them because they come first. But mm -hmm. that also shaped me to become a person that says, I listen, you're a mom and that ain't gonna change. Like they're with you for the rest of your life. You accept it and you know that it's not gonna be easy. You know it's gonna be ups and downs. But to see their faces and every day passes and they're happy and they're doing things, but you don't realize the impact you have on them until weeks or months later when they come break down and talk about the bully at school or they come break down and talk about how they truly feel and they come and tell you what they really want and you look at their eyes and you see yourself. You see the pain that you felt. You say, oh my God, she feels the same way I felt. She just wants to live her life. She just wants to be happy. The kids, just, they want to dance. They want to play. They want to create. They want friendships. They want simple things. And sometimes as a parent, we want them to do certain things. And they kind of like, it gets too much for them as children. They just want to play. So I'm finding that the world is changing. And we actually are caring more about our people. So as a collective consciousness, we're doing a good thing. But there's, a, there's also a split that I find happening where I, as a mom, put myself down because my mom was so busy she was a single mom this is not a blame or a thing but it's, it's bring me back to my childhood having a single mom with three kids her growing up she didn't have the time for herself so she couldn't be honest with herself about how she felt but me being here and it's like 2020 and we're in this golden age we really are faced to look at ourselves, look at the pain that we feel and I'm finding my kids are showing me that listen I'm losing my mind a little bit and then I'm losing my patience a little bit. And then I start to feel like, oh man, I'm not enough. I'm not, I don't have enough money. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I don't have a big enough house. They need more things. I gotta get them more things. I gotta take them out more. I gotta, I start thinking, oh my God, all this stuff that I have to do more. I start living in this future illusion. And it's a good thing, it's a good thing, but it's also a negative thing because I get so busy and so wrapped up in it that I start thinking what else I'm gonna do. I start thinking, wait a minute, I got to get to my center and it taught me that I have to get to my center. I have to show my kids that listen, mommy can be in her center and she can 
show herself that she can control how she feels, not in a controlling way, but I can take a moment to say, I love you. I'm sorry about everything. I can honor my feelings, be truthful with myself and talk about how I feel. So I created a thing with my kids where when they're going crazy because they have moments, you know, the world is not easy. They have to experience other people's energies. We talk yeah. about things every day and we clear our energies and we go to bed and we forgive things. We wake up and we talk about things and I'm, and I'm taking a lot of, um, I always, I'm always like in a self-help kind of self-growth process. I'm taking a new course that's helped me to create a, another vision. So with that, I want to help them to create visions for themselves because my kids are teaching me that um, they want to be happy and I want to be happy. You know, they want friends, they want friendships and they want kindness. They don't like I, I was beaten when I was growing up. Like I was, I was beat a lot with the belt, with the, with the, with the wires, with the hangers. Like that was the discipline. But my kids, if I if I do that, they, they, they cry and they get like, what's going on? They don't understand it. And right. yeah, it's just different. They're more conscious. They're more conscious. Go. They go. Why did you hit me? They said. They, they think that I do something bad. So I find that talking to them now is much more um, effective because they actually are more conscious. The kids are more conscious because of who we are and what we've done. Our like your like you, you like our lives. What we've done in our life. What we experienced doesn't mean that the kids are going to experience the same thing. I kind of thought I can follow in the tradition and it will be like that, but it's not true. My kids are more sensitive, they're more understanding, and plus they're using iPhones and gadgets and tablets. Like, I didn't do this when I was younger, so they're exposed to more. And because they are, I have to take all of that into consideration, so that makes me grow. It makes me really evaluate how am I treating them, because it's, it's, a, it's a war. Like, I have a different level of consciousness than their dad, and um, that's why we're not together right now, I believe. But um, when I look at the two different worlds, it gives me insight on how one world is and how the other world is and how we can find a balance between like a third density world and a, and a lighter density world because it's a real thing. It's like right now who I am, what I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing a shift in consciousness, a shift in energy. And look, my children were in school and now they're being homeschooled by mom. And I was talking about this is something we should do because it might be better because kids in their school were bullying them and I was bullied and I wanted to teach them about, listen, kindness to bullies, because bullies don't know. They're going through pain too, but still it takes a toll. So we're all going through a shift right now. And I believe there's gonna be an evolution take place on this planet between parents and their children, where they actually start to recognize, I'm a kid, I'm not just a parent. And the parent, the kids go, I'm a kid and I'm your kid and I want you to love me. And the parents are gonna love the kids more because the parents are gonna learn to love themselves more. Because one of the things that holds me back from truly being the most effective mom is when I feel low, is when I feel bad, is when I feel like I can't do. Because when you feel like you can't do for yourself and when you don't feel happy, you can stay in that bed and you don't want to get up. So what I learned that I can share with everybody is there's this 10 second rule. When something's like stressing you the heck out, just take 10 seconds, let the process process, but then you're going to start to shift the energy. You forgive the energy. You put on a piece of music. You do some breathing techniques. You just do something to get yourself out of it, but also understand that in your getting out of it, you're not trying to escape how you truly feel. You're honest, like, damn, I'm feeling bad about this situation. I don't like the way my life is right now. I don't like the way it looks right now. Because the truth of the matter is, when you know that you're worthy, 
and you're able to create a better vision for your life, you will be courageous enough to look at the things in your life that you've been afraid to look at. But when you're afraid to look at it, you don't look at it it's because part of you is saying, I'm not worthy. I can't look at that. I'm too broken. How am I going to fix it? I'm still broken. I got to fix myself. So it's this crazy conversation that goes on in our minds and our hearts. So that inner dialogue and that conversation I found through my self-help journeys and through all the mentors and through my own spiritual journeys that the, the best guidance comes from yourself and it comes from your communication with creator because when you know I am a child of creator, no matter what your religious background is, creator will begin to work inside of you. It will begin to soften up the mind and the heart, purify it because you know what it means when you are a child of creator is that you are a child of a royal a royal bloodline or a royal family, a creator, a God that created this universe, something bigger than you created you. So you're somebody special. You might not know it at first. brain will contradict it. But when you start to code, I am love. I am a child of love. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of creator. You might not make sense to you. You might, you might resist it. But you just do the kind of things every day as a practice. It's going to start to create a new level of awareness within you. And that level of awareness will start to deliver a sense of energy ease to you. You will find yourself presently feeling, okay, I feel better, I feel supported. Then over a couple of weeks, months, you're, you're gonna realize that it comes automatic because I've been doing this and I do it with my kids. Like me and my kids are like, are known as the ones around the block, especially with the COVID crisis and this thing's locked down. I take them off, mm -hmm. yeah, like I take them off for an hour. We go running and we go walking in the sunshine and I put on like, I listen to like a lot of Hare Krishna, Om Burbo Aswa, nice nice music that's lifting the spirit and i put it on a speaker in a bag like i'm calling a dj of spiritual music walking down the block with a stage and my kids and we're talking about i forgive myself i forgive everybody thank you i love you and i thought i was just doing it every day with my kids but people actually notice me i noticed the dogs they all coming towards us because they can feel the different energy and then yesterday somebody lifted my spirits like to, for me to keep going at this because i'm doing the stuff with my kids right and um, this guy with his son in the car stops his car and says, hey, I just want you to know that what you're doing, keep doing it. It's beautiful. And I told him, thank you. And I walk, kept walking with my kids and I felt good because, you know, the things that we do every day, they might go unnoticed, but they're not unnoticed. You are creating a vibration. You're creating a ripple. You're creating a frequency. Who you are as a parent, as a child, as anyone is so important because the children of the future are watching the world as it's going. And when the children of the future, who are our children, are seeing that there's people out there that are risk takers, that don't just follow the voice and follow the drama happening, but they actually go out there and they just spread love, they spread light, they spread good energy, they forgive. They create ripples and pockets of good energy to help aid those who are suffering. Because when you're suffering, you're not to be blamed. You don't know. You're in your suffering. When I was suffering, nobody could get to me because I, I didn't understand them. I wasn't on the same wavelength. I was so hurting. And the more people came to me, I would get angry and run away because I thought they were going to hurt me or judge me more. So I would create even more shadow zones to hide in. So saying all of this and having children is so important because for me to know this, it's a wisdom to share and put into my kids so they can know how worthy they are and how it's okay to own up. How do you feel right now? Why is this bothering you? What's going on right now? Tell me how you're feeling. And despite the fact that other people might say, no, you got to discipline and hit your kids and do this. That's fine. That's where you are. I'm not going to argue with you. You continue your real, but I'm going to keep being kind to my kids and I'm going to keep loving them. Because at times I get angry and I want to beat my kids too. But I got to come back to myself and ask me, this is what I love. This is making me feel good. How am I feeling? Always the choices that I make or a lot of people I see make 
hurts that they don't really want come from a place when they're feeling how they don't want to feel, when they're feeling hurt. So for me to raise my children is just the way I'm raising them right now. I don't really know the right way, but I know God put in my heart that I am a child of God, I'm a child of grace. And if I can be kind to others and there's moral principles to follow, it's not really a control issue, but it's an issue of the heart. So it's a way of the heart because your heart will always love and it will never make sense because it will love despite because love unconditional knows everybody's hurting. You can't judge each other. It doesn't make sense to judge because you only make them more afraid to be themselves, you know? And my, mm. yeah, I, I, went, I went on a lot there, girl. You can stop me. <laughs> no, it's so good. I, I mean, and we all need to hear this and it, it's exactly true because uh, kids are a reflection of love and either we're coming from, you know, the, the space of, of anger or, or fear or right. we're coming from love. And so you're talking about the type of disciplinary action. Uh, myself, too, that was back, you know, when I was uh, coming up, too, it was like, you know, physically hitting and mm-hmm. uh, and belts and things like that. And that's, you know, God bless them. They probably didn't really know any better. But <laughs> there's a way to teach people, uh, even children, to rear them through love and not try to motivate them through fear, but through love. And love is going to outlast every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, popping or hitting or physically abusing them, I've never, well, I was in agreement with that. And I, I really love your approach with how you do that and how you handle that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love that you said that because you really painted a picture for me to really see that we are in a different level of consciousness because, you know, according to Dr. Um, what's his name? Um, Dr. David Hawkins and the Map of Consciousness. He had that in the 1980s. But then you look now at Dr. Bruce Lipton and his work on the biology of belief and how cells are actually being affected by the environment and how we actually impact and Dr. Joe Dispenza's work on the emotional connection to your heart. Like these are really respected people that align with all the spiritual gurus like Buddha, like Ram Das. But in this, in this day and age with social media, with the, with the technology, it's almost as if the self-help industry is bringing out the badass in people, teaching us the, the way to be a badass. Just be. Just, just follow the protocols to like, allow yourself to know you're worthy. And then you merge it with the spiritual wisdom. It creates a revolution of, of a new being that not only are they peaceful, but they're peacefully badasses sharing truth of wisdom, of light. And that's who you are. That's who I am. That's who we are. We are the new mothers of this, of this new world, of the golden age. And the children are looking at us, but they're also looking at the other world. So the children are in a place seeing both worlds. So they're going to be even more important because they're going to bring forth the new knowledge talking about how, well, this, con- this world was like this. This world is like this. And as a child, I got to decide for myself. And they're going to find that they're going to decide that they choose love and kindness anyway. But they also know that the other world exists. So it's going to bring a new wisdom. So looking at the way things are right now, when I was being beat, man, I was beat. And my mom, I can tell you, my mom, she had it worse. When she was a child, she was forced into marriage at 15. And she was pulled out of school. She couldn't finish school because women women were like, whatever, whatever. Just be a virgin to get married. We need to get rid of you. And... And then she she was good in school, but she couldn't finish her school. She was married to a guy older than her. And she told me she was in pain for like two months because she felt like she was raped. And eventually she got to like him. But he used to beat her brutally. He was cheating on her. He would drag her around, treat her like garbage. And she's a beautiful woman. Remember, she she's strong enough to move me here. But then me, as a child... I was beat. I was dragged. My, I had my head beat into the walls. I turned. I, I was in a blackout moment one day, 
and I always thought I was not loved and I thought to die. I thought these things, but I had it better than my mom and my mom had it better than her mom. So we were making progression. It just didn't seem so because we were in such a darkness. But now looking at our children, there's some beautiful work happening because they are not being beat like how we were. But at the mm. same time, there's a lot of judgment on them saying, oh, the kids and, 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 their, and their gadgets, the kids and this and the kids and that, and the kids are not like before. But the thing is, we don't want them to be like before. We want them to be who they are right now. We don't want anything other than this is what we have and what are we going to do with this? There is going to be technology out there. There's going to be all of this. Are we going to parental control everything? Are we going to talk to our kids? Because if we can create humans that know how to be mm. kind and know how to love and know that people all matter, it's going to come not just from the gadgets, so there's a point there. It's going to come from human connection and human interaction while at the same time utilizing what we have because my kids love YouTube. They love the videos. Like, that's what they know. So we can create, like, see how you have this podcast coming out right now? Having this kind of content out there is what's going to help these children to find that because I found a lot of my help through YouTube, through self-help, through, through the groups I joined, you know? So it, it's, it's a true blessing for us to talk the way we are and um, see the way we're coming in consciousness, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's the, the way of the future. These kids now, they have a mind of their own. They speak up. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't go for the, I just uh, said so, don't ask me. <laughs> why. And just, you know, no is no. Don't ask any questions. And right. it's almost like robotic thing to where you know we grew up as robots because you know mm. now we're programmed to ask any questions we can't be inquisitive and you know nowadays they can see both sides they can see the love and they can see uh, the not so good or the evil and we can entrust the fact that they'll make right decisions because they know even if uh, they're away for three or four days uh, but we haven't skilled enough in them so that they'll know that um, you know we're confident that they'll make right decisions even when we're not around yeah, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful because um, really that's all we can do. I feel like as a mom and as a parent, sometimes I can personally be hard on myself and think there's more to do. But to really realize, listen, my kids are happy and I'm teaching them to love and I'm teaching them to be good humans and I'm teaching them about their energy, how important it is for them to choose to feel better. But you know, meditation and all this stuff is something I'm introducing to my kids, but they're not into it yet. They're like, I don't want to sit and meditate. They actually just want to play. Like, let's just play. They're, they're breathing. They make it fun. So I'm thinking about creating breathing with them and just like making the, ah, you know, that, that breath that comes out because it's a good release to get energy out. So I was thinking about doing that with them as their new, as their new therapies. Like, it's like we're developing new therapies with the kids because I know, um, a lot of beautiful kids, uh, have to experience a lot of a lot of energy interruption. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sensitive kids, like empathic kids, intuitive kids, it's, they are different. Because I, I I grew up different. And I know it's different. It's not that oh we're all born the same. We're all like just gonna be exactly the same. It's not true. We're all different. And we all have different needs and different sensitivities. But ultimately, we're all energy beings, and we're all able to let things go that feel bad and put things in that feels good. So that's something that I'm working on with my kids right now. Yeah, that's great. And like you said, with the meditation and 
uh, all of the things that they're doing. It's even being incorporated in like the elementary schools and middle school to actually have a time when the class sits down with the teachers and uh, have like 15 minutes of just meditating complete silence and I think that's one of the best things ever that they could have put into the school system mm -hmm. now it's a, a, a way of, of mainstream now when it used to be kind of taboo right like detention you're going a lockdown you're bad as yeah. to, oh really something's going right. on you need healing let's get some meditation and clear that out wow what a difference yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a different approach I mean it's, it's just amazing Mm -hmm. Yeah. So well, thank you for, for sharing that. And uh, well, I mean, the people that are listening now, everyone can relate in one way or another yeah. to the difference thing in the upbringing of kids nowadays, the way the world is going in terms of the upbringing of kids. They can, like you said, see both sides. They're on the computer all day and they can really decipher if they have a great foundation, they can decipher love from uh, something that, that maybe they shouldn't get involved in. And we don't ha ever have to really worry about them making bad or not so good choices. Of course, they're kids and they're going to explore and do things uh, that won't really go anywhere. But at least we can entrust that they'll grow up to be founded and centered human beings that will make good decisions in any area of their life. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I hope, I, yeah. I hope, I hope what I'm doing is going to get them to get all that done because... <laughs> I don't really know exactly where the world's going, but I trust, I trust, and I believe because we're supported by something greater and it's full of love. So thank you for that. Yes, definitely. Well, uh, yeah, Hema, if you could highlight maybe one thing about your children that they have really done to enhance your life. I know we just covered a lot of ground. What would that be? They have shown me how to become a better and more responsible human. Yep, because without them, I wouldn't be as caring as I am. I would be caring more about how I feel and what I want to do in my life and how I can impact other people. But I wouldn't truly understand how much we are all interconnected, how we are all feeling the same things I wouldn't know my children have put into me that mom even though I'm small I feel like you feel and then when I see that and then I know that when they're sad it's usually something I can see that came from me like an experience I experienced when I was a child it teaches me that um I got to be a better human here because where are we going with this like the world like if the if karma is real and we're all going to reincarnate someday like I don't want to reincarnate back into another abusive world. I don't want to reincarnate into like a density where I feel trapped anymore. I want to come back here in a world where people love each other, where people are kind to each other, where people are, are would be free and be nice to each other. So how the heck is that world going to happen if I don't let that happen now through me and telling my kids that it's okay to be who you are? Because my kids now help me. You know, I get into my mind sometimes because I, I find that I'm writing a lot and I'm flowing these writing and these poetic content that's coming like from God and then I yeah. oh thank you and then I, then I go and I make my videos but sometimes I doubt myself I'm like what am I doing here why am I going to go make this video right now because it takes a tremendous amount of energy for me to be focused and just share the way I share from the moment 
and I just think like, man, let me just chill because I'm, I'm just doing it for like service to spread good energy, spread love. So it's like, it's a big mission behind it. But sometimes I, I get low on myself and my kids go, mom, just do what makes you happy. Do what you love. I'm like, oh my God, they're right. Duh. And they, they actually remind me. So they have, they're becoming like a part of me, like a part of me. And they really are a part of me. And I think this is going to be big, what I'm going to tell you right now, because I know you're going to ask me about the family and you're going to ask me about the father and the mother's role. So I know this part is important because what I see is that we are like a tree and they are my seed, part of my line. My, their root is nourished by the mother line. And without that, understanding and that acceptance and that unity of the collaboration of the entire tree who would I be so it helps me to become who I'm supposed to be that's really what these kids do for me wonderful wonderful yes and and what role do you think that plays in your children's life in terms of the nurturing um, feminine side of, of their upbringing I think it teaches them about see mothers and fathers like they have these different energies but as a mom what I can say for me I feel for for both my kids even though I have a son and a daughter it teaches them that they are loved like simply you are loved you have a mom and that knowing creates a level of safety that can never be taken because it doesn't come from money it doesn't come from materials it comes from a, I belong somewhere I have a mom and my mom will never leave me and I'm happy that I have my mom and it puts into them family and they grow into family and they understand there's a whole perspective they don't feel broken they don't feel let down they don't feel forsaken because my kids the other day were telling me mom I want to adopt a cat a dog and then they start asking about other kids who don't have moms and dads and they say we should go play with them and be friends with them because they have these hearts. But they start to think like that because, because the kids are so conscious now. They're starting to realize that I have a mom and my mom loves me. See, I grew up and I didn't hear those words, I love you, ever. I actually asked to hear that word when I was 19. I was like begging for it. And I finally heard it when I was like 19 or 20. I don't remember the, the, the year. But when I heard it, I was so grateful, but I was asking for it. So it made me become a mom that would always tell my kids I love you every single day. And now they tell it back to me, but that love creates energy that the children will take with them. And I believe the biggest role I can play is to let them know they are loved and for them to take with them. I am loved. And just to know that I have a mom, it will help them build themselves. And I, I think that's the most important for me. Yes, great. And in addition to that, as far as the father's role, in the life of, of his children, what role do you think that masculine aspect of it plays in their life? And now with the dad, the dad, I, 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 it's a, this is this this right here is something that I'm still healing um, because it hasn't come full circle yet. Um, you know, I grew up my entire life. I didn't have a father. He never came around. And when I was when I was growing up. I um, didn't know the impact it would have on me as a mom. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even know the reason for my suffering was because I thought I was rejected. I thought that nobody loved me. I thought I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't cared for. It wasn't because um, I could just read about it or see it. It had to reveal itself inside of me one day. I mean, I realized I chose a partner that was going to leave me. 
I chose somebody that was going to abuse me. I chose people in my life that were going to hurt me because I was hurting. Because as a little girl, when my dad left my mom, I became a fighter. I saw when my dad was cheating on my mom and when my mom and dad and the woman got into the fight and I get so scared. And I tried to protect my mom from that young age of like four years old. And I remember that, but then I forgot a lot of things after that because I haven't seen my dad since. And he never called me. So I almost felt like I don't have a dad, but the guy that did show up, this this guy, he was a he was not he was like he was not a like a really caring guy. This guy my mom was dating, he was a molester, and I suffered with that for years silently. But I didn't know later on in my life what it was going to do to me as a as a human being. As a human being, it devalued me. It made me feel unworthy. I was a very intelligent child in school. I was like one of the honor students. People thought I was going to be some kind of a genius doctor scientist, but that didn't happen because as I became um, a teenager, I would lose all of my faith in myself. I would lose all. I, I looked at the world and I, I saw people in their image and I looked at how I looked. I was skinny. I, I felt ugly. I was a like this Indian kind of Guyanese girl. There was a minority in a school of minorities. I was felt that bullied and I was really bullying myself even more than anything else. I had this this critic in my mind that would make me depressed and suicidal. That's all because I didn't have that love of father. I didn't have the love of like a, a, a person saying I love you, but I had a mom that was there. So it kept me alive. A mom that worked hard for me. So that kept me alive, but I just never got that that relationship with that father. So and um so when I got into this relationship and this long thing, I learned a lot but it would come out after self-help. It would come out after a 10-year breakup. It would come out after I realized, oh my God, I was choosing things that I wasn't worthy. But if I were to have a father, if I were to have these things in my life, I would have chose differently because I started to see other kids and other people with fathers and how fathers stand up for their own, stand up for their family, protect their kids, say, you are love, I love you. I never had that person stand up for me and make me feel good and I didn't know God would do that for me but um in my life I was always in defensive mode I was always trying to defend myself that's why I had this attitude that's why I was also in fight because I was afraid I didn't know who would defend me I didn't know I, nobody stood for me I didn't have a dad but I had a mom but my mom was my mom she provided her form of love what she could because remember she went through a lot too so growing through all of it looking at a father's role he has a very important role because his see that a child cannot be a child without two. You cannot be without the egg and the sperm coming together to make the child. And if you just look at the basic science and the basic natural rhythm of that, a sperm and an egg come together, the egg is fertilized and then it starts to grow. But it takes half of the mom, half of the dad to grow that into the form of the baby that it is. Now when that baby's born, and it's born out of the womb and born into this world. It's crying, doesn't know what to do, but it has the nurturing from the mom that gives it. But what society in my world has been lacking because of the broken marriages, the broken feelings, the fathers not knowing their true purpose, what has happened is been creating more brokenness, more separation. But now with the, with the new age, with the new consciousness, all of the stuff that's been hidden in the dark is being revealed in the light. So these men, really what's happening is that they don't know who they are they don't realize how they serve they don't realize their role as a father like for me there's men that do this is not a judgment on others there's men that do but my experience and my upbringing has brought me to this level of truth to realize that children when they grow with one parent they grow 
to half of their potential, like half of like they're nurturing all of their all one part and they still can be whole, but they're missing a link because if you look at the tree, the mother line and the father line are both giving life to that tree. So if the mother line is giving all of the life and the father line is kind of like absent, that they're missing something and they don't know what that is. They're always going to search for it. But if the father comes back and puts their life in the right way, in the loving way, that tree will flourish because it took the sperm and the egg to create the baby. And like when a dad runs away, he runs and pretends like, oh, I'm not a dad or, 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 or men who just give child support who don't show up. They actually impact the children's life because little by little, subconsciously, the children are thinking, why isn't daddy here? Am I not worthy? How come other kids have that? Because they're seeing things and they're piecing it together through their own understanding. And they start to think, maybe I'm broken. Maybe am I bad? Maybe daddy didn't want me. All these things are psychological truths that happen. They're lies and truths because we all create our own truth through our own perception of our own life, our own environment. So without the kids knowing that they're fully whole and loved and that other people are hurting, they wouldn't really know. So I found that with the kid's father being absent in my children's life, his role is so important because lately, my son, I was playing with him. He goes, Mom, I love being a kid. I was like, that's amazing. I was like, why do you love it? He goes, because I have a mom and my dad to take care of me and I get to do whatever I want. But the thing is, I don't know where dad is. He doesn't show up and I saw his face shift. So that means he's wondering, he's asking himself questions. And I started looking and observing that behavior. And I realized he's, the kids are asking themselves questions like, why isn't dad here? Then they start asking themselves, what did I do wrong? But they're not telling that to me because when, when their dad shows up for here for a few minutes, my daughter asked me the other day, like, where's, where's dad? Like, why doesn't, he, um, why, doesn't he, why doesn't he here? Why doesn't he show up? How come other kids have it? Then they started asking about orphans and start asking all these questions. But all these, these thoughts going through my kid's head are telling me that kids deserve the love of mom and the love of dad regardless of what people have children need the support of both parents because it creates a view that they are loved holistically their love from mom and dad everybody loves them and they start to realize that it's not like i tell them everybody loves you don't worry about things but it's not going to change the fact that their dad isn't present so to get their dad to be presently with them is something i'm working on right now because something that i want and when that comes to fruition I know the children will be so happy because I notice when he comes around and they're with him for a few minutes the kids go crazy and they go slow they try to impress him with everything that they can because they just want love children just want love and they want to know that they are loved back so a dad plays a really big role because he helps to shape the overall well-being of a child feeling whole we are not going to feel whole without the whole per, the whole spectrum. We need mom, dad. We need the village. It takes all of us to create unity. So there's got to be something going on in each person's psyche or each person's mindset that's keeping them separated. And that needs to be healed. And that's why we're that's why we're processing this right now. So that's what I'm experiencing. And I believe that true healing and true love on this planet is happening happening in time. And there's no judgment. We all we are where we are. But to see that. The models that we've been living in, the women, the single moms and all the stuff, I know this in the first hand, it's a hard thing and it is not something that I want to ever have anyone to experience in the future. No woman should raise a child alone. No dad should raise a child alone. It should be 
shared between mom and dad so that we have unity created in every home and that's true harmony harmony will not be established without actually harmonious in the home you know what i'm saying yes mm-hmm. yeah that's that's great i was just thinking along those same lines and i think even if the other party never really was there physically i do believe that god will work it out to where they can still grow up to be happy fulfilled uh, functional people, although they never had either one side or the other, I think the only thing that can really replace that is divine love. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's that right there is pure wisdom. Because for me, divine love is what saved my life. Seriously, I didn't have a dad, but I feel loved now because I've been programming. God's been telling me, you need to know you're worthy. Talk about your worth. Talk about, I adopted you into my kingdom. Hello. And then when you do that, you realize you don't need anybody. You don't really need a mom or a dad. You come to a realization that you already have one. You've already been whole because of spiritual truth. So it's like, it's like all of this. And when I look at it, it's like, it's, it's just a journey. We're all going through something. We all have some story, a childhood abuse story, or a, a painful story that's happening right now as an adult. But all of these stories... Because um, they're going to help us. They're going to help us to heal as, as a whole. So I don't think. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to act like I'm an expert or that I have all the answers because I don't I know that everybody is where they are. And the only thing I can offer is listen, I, I, I love and God is with me. God is with the children. God is with all of us. What are we going to do not to create more harmony? That's, that's, let's keep moving forward. Because we all deserve to be loved. So I thank you for saying that. Thank you about talking about how we all grow up to be functional. We all grow up whole because we're all going through a journey and everything takes time to re be revealed to each person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what are, the, say, the top three... Jacinia, can you hear me? What are the top three things that you want your children to take away from you as their mother? Okay, so number one, I will let take away the loved, important as they are. So to never doubt that they are loved not just by mom, not just by their friends, not just by family, not just by people on earth, but they're loved by a creator. So they can always have faith that there's something bigger than them that's taking care of them. Um, the second thing is I want them to take that. They're not just their mind. They're not just their body. They're not just the stuff that they think of. They are energetic. They are spiritual. And they are creators and co-creators with creator to experience a life that they truly want or a life that that will bring them joy and the third thing is that i want them to take from me that if they just believe and have faith and know that things are going to work out that it will work out miracles will move through them and they're going to grow into the versions of who they want to be who they were created to be whatever's the best for them and to just be kind to themselves and be patient and know that things are going to work out. Like, those are things I want my kids to know. Just to like, like, all of that, sum it up. Just be happy, man. Just be happy, guys. You're happy, it'll work out. Be happy and grateful. 
that's probably more than three but kind of like yeah that. that's that's great be have gratitude like you said and be grateful know that you're loved all the foundations of our our human spirit uh if, as long as that's with them and they carry them carry those um aspects with them throughout their life then they should be you know stable functional humans and i totally believe that regardless to who was at the home and and who wasn't all of that as long as they do have that divine love and they can look back at their upbringing what was instilled with them from their mother uh will carry thank you yes absolutely okay and uh i mean you've you've talked to 99.9 percent of our audience in some way or another this been fabulous <laughs> a fabulous podcast. uh even i you know got a little choked up you know at some points because this is a major uh, concern i won't say issue but a concern that is um with our society today with mothers or absentee moms or dads or dysfunctional family yeah. life and, and household dysfunction things of that nature it doesn't matter where we we rank in terms of uh, society or demographic, anything of that nature, it's in ev- it's everywhere in all the humanity. And, and to know that we can still raise children and not feel guilty because the other party isn't, yeah, I think is, is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So um, do you have any yeah. enlightening words of wisdom uh, you'd like to share with our listeners? Wow. You know, there's, there's a lot of um, words that's enlightening, but um. I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to share this because this morning when I woke up, it just came to my heart. You know, it's crazy when you're sleeping and you have these, um, these, these words that come from like God, then I come to write it down. It comes out completely different, but I'm going to share that forgiveness is an act of consciousness. Like literally by forgiving everybody and forgiving everything right now to freely forgive it sets you up to a moment of peace. I've been practicing Ho'oponopono for a year, saying, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, because that's what helped me to clean up a lot of energy I needed to clean. So, um, you know, you don't have to know everything. And the truth is, like, you won't have all the answers. You won't have them. You might think you will, but you're always going to be in search of an answer, thinking you know everything. So the, the, the thing is, trust will come. So to build trust is to start to establish that I am here. I am loved. I am a child of creator. I'm of something greater that divine love guides me. And I'm here to enjoy my life. I'm here to be the best in me. And no matter what I think, it is not who I really am. Just because I think a thought and it might feel bad, it doesn't mean that's who I am because my thoughts are just a memory bank. It's holding a recollection of what I think I am, but I am not what I think I am. I am more than that. And that thing that I am, I don't really know who that is, but creator does because I have, I was seated here by something greater. And that link to that divine love is what get me through this. So, you know, just be yourself. Be yourself unapologetically because you should never feel shame, blame, or guilt for expressing your truth because we're all here to do the same thing. We're all here to do the same work. We're all here to create more peace, love, happiness, joy, good life, anything you really truly feel. We're all here to do the same thing. We're all human beings. 
life is short regretting things don't feel good you know the only reason you're looking back in regret is because you're not here right now you don't need to look back there just come here right now every time you look back there you're not here you can't be here by looking back there so like the book power of now i haven't read the book but a lot of people rave about that book but i like to talk about now 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 is all we got so to know that now is all we got and to understand that i am an energetic being i am a spiritual being there is a divine love guiding me to know all of this puts me in a position of what's more power more a, a, a control that's not controlled but a control where i can begin to release these emotions forgive these things and come into control of my emotions where I can choose to be happy. I can choose to feel better. And it's a process. So knowing this within and connecting is the, is the biggest thing I can say in wisdom is that it's not a lot of words. In wisdom, there's not nothing you think. It's not a big book that you're going to read. In wisdom, it's just letting go, surrendering it all, and giving up control to creator, to God, and listening to yourself in the moment. Listening, how do I feel I never get this moment back. It's gone right now. But how do I feel right now? Because I have an opportunity to choose how I truly want to feel just like that. So that's my, that's my wisdom to really just go with the moment. Enjoy your life. Know it's never too late. Believe in yourself and know that you're not in business or in partnership or in anything by yourself. You're in it with the creator. And if you continue to say that, creator will adopt you and you'll feel it. And you'll be like, okay. Listen, I don't know how I'm going to make it like this, but you know what? The plan is shown to me. I'm walking as much as I can walk, just like the secret and just like the unfolding. But when you begin to trust a, a divine plan, instead of walking up the staircase, God begins to pull you through. It's not an elevator to heaven, but it's like it's a pulling that pulls you through things that you couldn't know how you got through it because miracles are created through you and it's, divine, it's a divine thing that moves through you. So, um, be yourself and forgive everything and know that you don't know. That's the biggest wisdom. To know that I don't know enables you to be in complete surrender to receive what you need to know. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. That that sums it up. That's that's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So how can you be reached, Hema, if someone wanted to reach out or connect with you uh, regarding today's podcast? How can they reach you? Well, I'm going to put this on my Facebook, but you can reach me. My name, Happy Hema, right? I have Happy Hema. It's Happy H-E-M-M-A. I have that on Facebook. I have that on YouTube. I have that on Instagram. And I also have a website, but it's a new one. It's called portal to unknown and that's going to be um coming out soon and the reason for that one i'm going to put this podcast there because i had no idea i was going to be on this podcast until yesterday and um god put in my heart that to tell people be who you are follow the calling on your soul just be who you are because you don't know exactly but when you feel it and you know this is for you and you go and you do it you allow somebody else to do what they're supposed to do because we work together in oneness, in unity. We're always working together. We don't know. We just go with the flow. And then the new data comes in for us to continue to go forward because we are in a golden age. Our feelings do matter. You matter and you're worthy. So you can find me at all the platforms with Happy Hema. And I'll, I'll give you the link to my 
website and I'm going to post this podcast on my page after. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Hema. We just have a wealth of information, uh, insights, uh, divine insights, everything. And I'm so glad that you were able to make it today. I appreciate that. I appreciate our friendship and I'm grateful to know you. You're such a beautiful human being. And you have blessed the listeners today with with so much that they can take away with them and just spread everything that you've shared within their own community and their community as a collective. It's going to have a a major positive impact on a lot of families, what you shared today. And I want to that. Thank you so much, Jacinia. Yeah. All of what you just said right now is the same thing reflected to you because you just created such a magnificent ripple. And I just want to share one thing before we get off of here because it was a gift that was gifted to me by my friend Rhonda. This is this little booklet, this little pamphlet. It's called The Golden Key by Emmett Fox. There's a couple essays in there. But it's such a simple book. It's the simplest book I've ever read. And... um. It really helped me to really establish a connection to the divine realm, to God, because it tells you that whenever anything is happening in your life, no matter what is happening, no matter what worry you may be having, no matter what stress you may be facing, no matter what health issue, no matter what it is, you just put it all down and you golden key the moment. Golden key is taking the key, turning it and saying, God, take over. Creator, take over because you are with me. I am love. And you repeat that because you're going to treat your mind. Everything that you're thinking is a bunch of collective information in your mind that's keeping you heavy, that's weighing down your vibration, that's making you feel bad, and you need to treat that. And so the, what, the best way to treat it, as the golden key would say, it's a golden key it by talking about how creator is blessing you. And that will start to elevate your vibration and switch your frequency instantaneously. And the more you do that, the more you begin to treat yourself, the more the spiritual senses become awakening you. So I want to share that book because I know there's a PDF somewhere online. I can find that PDF and I'll give that to you so you can post it in your comments so people can have access to it because it's a couple pages and, and it's, it's beautiful. And I, I believe it'll change somebody's life because it really helped me when I was going through a lot in my life. Okay, so thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have been able to share all my heart because this is really like a heart to heart, right? We're coming on script we're coming from our heart. We're talking like women, you know, we can get this, <laughs> this is what the world needs. Like seriously, more people like it's been put in my heart that what we need as a people is just friends. Like we're suffering because we're lonely. We're doing stuff because we want attention. We want to be loved. So if we can just be a friend to one person would change so many lives because you never know how many people one person will impact with their energy. So God bless you. God bless your podcast. God, thank you for putting this moment together for us to ripple out a wave of love. Thank you for everything you do. God is with us. God is with all of us. We are unity, collective, one voice for God speaking truth. And it's an honor and a privilege to have been able to share with you and your audience. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for bringing me here. I really appreciate it. Yes, yes. Thank you. And amen to that. Absolutely. Great. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening today with uh, the podcast. And if you have any feedback, questions, anything, definitely feel free to comment below. This will be on my uh, regular Facebook profile page and also my delicious um, dose of well-being, which is my podcast page. 
And you can feel free to inbox me or uh, send a comment there, and I'll have the link to that down below as well. But thank you so much for listening, everyone. Again, Hema, a huge thank you for sharing and, and uh, you know, reaching out to everyone who's listening today. Definitely, it's going to make a difference. And, uh, yes, and so I look forward to next week's podcast. And until then, everyone be safe, blessed, and have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye. Bye for now.